Hello everyone and welcome back to the Entertaining Minds Complicated People. My name is Marcus and today I am joined by your host, Isabel. Hello. And on today's episode we are going to be discussing Netflix's hit show, Squid Game. So this goes uh, into depth about Squid Game, which means there is going to be spoilers ahead. So if you haven't seen Squid Game, stop here, go home, watch Squid Game. I mean, let's let's just assume you're not home, but just go watch Squid Game. Turn on Netflix. It's that easy. Watch Squid Game. It's it's just do it, do it. It's it's good. Just do it. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be all about Squid Game, where Isabel and I are going to be discussing the ins and outs of Squid Game and our opinions on the show as a whole. So what is Squid Game? Well, according to IMDb, it is a story of people who fail at life for various reasons, but suddenly receive a mysterious invitation to participate in a survival game to win more than 38 million US dollars. And why they've converted that into US dollars, I don't know, they should have just stuck it with one but I, I, I can't actually remember how much it is in one. The game takes place at an isolated island, and the participants are locked up until there is a final winner. The story will incorporate popular children's games from the 1970s and 1980s of Korea, such as Squid Game, which is the literal translation of its Korean name, which is a type of tag where offense and defense use a squid-shaped board drawn in the dirt. Now, there's a lot to unpack in that sort of definition, but essentially, the the entire premise of Squid Game is that all these characters are destitute, they have addictions, like uh, Ji-hun, the main character, has a lot of debt. He is in with loan sharks, and he gambles money to pay off his debts, but he ends up losing more money, needing more loans, and it just goes downhill for him. And then you've got uh, other characters like uh, Kong Se Baok, who has uh, who is a pickpocket, and she is from North Korea. And you know she's defected to the South, and she's trying to get enough money to get the rest of her family over from uh, North Korea, and you know into South Korea to try and uh, build a better life for them. Currently, she only lives in Korea with her, in South Korea, with her brother, and um, is trying to do the best she can to give him a normal life. And uh, then you've got uh, Sang-woo, who, again, has, uh, who is supposed to be this big businessman and who goes abroad and does all these things, but in reality, he is struggling for money. And he is in a lot of serious financial trouble. And once again, you've got another character, Abdul Ali. And Abdul Ali is a migrant worker from Pakistan who loses several fingers during an accident in the factory where he works. And because he was never compensated, he volunteers to take part in the Squid Game to provide for his wife and child and the rest of his family in Pakistan. That is according to the Radio Times. Then you have player number one, who is uh, colloquially known as the old man. Uh, but Oil uh, Nam is the oldest player in Squid Game and also the first player in the Squid Game. And uh, he has been diagnosed with a brain tumor. 
and therefore he just wants to play a squid game to, well, <laughs> to try out and see what he can do. And then you have other characters who have all different layers, but those are sort of the main few characters um, who are really central to the plot of the story. Obviously you have side plots and that sort of thing, but they aren't really as important except for the police officer's sideline because that, that that really does come into play later on, but we'll talk more about that. But that is basically the lowdown on the characters and they are honestly amazing. Now, Isabel, obviously you and I have both watched the entirety of Squid Game and for me... I really love the way the characters are presented and the way the characters are shown. What do you think about the characters in Squid Game? I also agree that they've been presented very well. Um, I like how they all each have their own background. Um, and I like how the show really made them into lovable characters and like really made us connect with them. It's just interesting to note as well, the actress that plays Kang Se Baok, Jung Ho Yoon. Um, I hope I'm saying that right. I really don't know. Uh, please correct me in the comments. But basically, uh, she is a well known model in, uh, in Korea. However, she's never done acting before. Like, this is her first sort of acting stint. And I think she played her character to perfection. And. Uh, same with the uh, actor that plays uh, Abdul Ali, Anupam Tripathi. He is also, uh, he hasn't had many roles before this. In fact, this is his first major acting role, although he has appeared in a few other um, series. But he is currently um, still an acting student. And uh while he was filming squid game he had to make sure that he could still get his papers in on time so he had to work his squid game schedule around uh, writing his papers for his uh for his classes so there are a lot of fresh young talents in this new actors and honestly for a show that is as well received as squid game i i think they really uh it's a great place um, to launch their career. Now, there have obviously been a lot of different um, actors and actresses throughout the years who have ended up having that one major role, and it's clearly propelled them to international stardom. Daisy Ridley, she was in Mr. Selfridges, but that's not what she's known for. She's known for playing Rey in Star Wars. She got that one lucky role, and now she's everywhere. Tom Holland, I mean, you know, he's Spider-Man. Everyone knows him as Spider-Man, and now he's internationally famous. All these actors, and uh, they all get these one roles, this one role, and it catapults into international stardom. Like, did you know any of that, Isabel? I did, I did. See, people, people that are interested in a show will do their research. <laughs> so, the show was um, was it is based around the theme of capitalism and economic disparity. And as an interesting side note, it was the original script was written back in two thousand and nine. It's actually based on the writer um, Huang Dong Hyuk his financial his own financial struggles in real life and Huang 
couldn't actually find a production to fund it. And it wasn't until 2019 that Nix took an interest and, uh, well, Squid Game is, uh, is as it is today. So obviously it's one of the rare shows that has infiltrated Western culture as uh, it is actually in Korean. Now, obviously anyone that's watching this episode will have most likely watched Squid Game. So it is in Korean, we all know that. And uh, it's South Korean, not North Korean, because, well, if you had North Korean media, um, <laughs> well, we, you wouldn't have North Korean media, full stop. Uh, the season is only nine episodes, which is kind of a shame, because I wish it could have gone for, on for longer, but it was the right amount of episodes. And throughout the show, <laughs> you know, it, it, the entire premise is that all these destitute people go play the Squid Game, and each level, each challenge, will earn more money but it's based on the amount of people that die if you fail that challenge you did oh no <laughs> and that is exactly where the uh the, the issues come in and that's why it's such a high stakes thrill um and according to the statistics the budget was actually 21.4 million us dollars and it hit um, 111 million worldwide viewers less than four weeks after its release. So in the future, they actually predict that there is going to be another season, and <laughs> quite rightly so. What the next season will entail, we'll discuss that in a bit. But it will most likely have the same... Uh, it will most likely have an entire team of writers and not just Huang. And... Apparently, gamers have actually created their own online version of Squid Game, obviously with no death. But you must have the Squid cryptocurrency to play, and on the 20 Tuesday 26th of October, it was worth one cent, and as of the 29th of October, it was worth $4.39, uh, $4.39, or £3.18p, and... Some users have actually complained about being unable to sell these squid tokens, so it could be a little bit of a side hustle going on, but we'll see about that. I'm just going to talk through the each individual stages, and Isabel and I are going to sort of discuss uh, what we think of them. So, the first task when arriving on Squid Game is the infamous red light, green light. So anyone that has seen trailers for the series has seen the massive doll and they the, the doll is pretty damn creepy I must say but it's pretty amazing like that doll was not CGI'd nothing in or almost nothing that you see in Squid Game is CGI it the set is built um Everything is pretty much real, and that doll is sure as hell real. So, Isabel, what are your opinions on Red Light, Green Light? I think that it was a very good opening game. Um, I think that we've all played it at least once in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. Definitely wasn't quite as uh, tense as that was, but I do like... The way they've introduced it and how no one knew what was going to happen. And then it happened. And then they were like, oh, shit. but what? what is it with people? And like, they just 
panic. Like, there's no time to panic, guys. Get with the program, play the game, and you'll be fine. But no, they all had to run away. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> that was a little bit annoying. But I thought that... Who was it who caught... It, it, they caught, um... They caught Ali. I like... I like... Okay. I thought that the part where Ali got caught by one of the one of the players was very wholesome, you know. There was a real connection there. <laughs> um, oh, that was uh, Jihun. Uh, Jihun got caught by Ali. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, Jihun. Then I meant. Oh, whoops. Yeah, Jihun fell, and then Ali, um, using the mass strength he had in his arms, managed to keep him upright. Okay. From falling. Well, I thought that when Ali caught, please insert name. <laughs> um. Yeah. Jihun catches. Uh. Ali. Uh, Abdul Ali catches. Uh. Jihun. Yes. That was quite a moment, and it really brought out um his kind of caring, innocent nature. I thought that um really set him up towards the end where he gets played and the moral of the story is no matter how kind you are to somebody they'll still backstab you bro it's just sad okay anyways yeah there you go oh i completely agree with what you're saying about red light green light and when you said about people panicking now that's one thing that always interested me about that game so you start off with 456 players, with uh, player 456 actually being Jihun. And it is honestly um, such a brutal game, because at first everyone thinks it's so innocent, and if you're British like us, you may also know um, a game similar to Red Light Green Light, which is actually What's the Time, Mr. Wolf. So it's a very similar game to What's the Time, Mr. Wolf. Apparently, um, it's actually not just played in the UK. I didn't know it, was a, it spread as far as it did, but um, the United States, Canada, most English-speaking countries. And so, What's the Time, Mr. Wolf is very similar to Red Light, Green Light, in the sense that a player, a, a, a player will be chosen to be Mr. Wolf, and the other players will ask, uh, What's the time, Mr. Wolf? And then Mr. Wolf will turn and answer with a the time, then turn back, and then the players will advance again, and they will chant, What's the time, Mr. Wolf? And Mr. Wolf will continue to respond with uh, different times until they believe that the players are close to them. Once they believe that the players are close to them, they will um, say, instead of a time, they will say, Dinner time. And they will promptly turn around and try to catch one of the players before they get back to the line. And the player that is caught will then become Mr. Wolf for the next round. So a very similar concept, but not exactly the same. But I guess that's more of the Western version of that of that game. So yeah, red light, green light, very good um, thing at the beginning. And it really interested me because obviously I, I drew the comparison to what's the time, Mr. Wolf. And that being a game I played as a kid, and I think it's a very good game to start off on as well, as it's something that is more internationally recognised as a children's game, unlike um, the next one, which is the Honeycomb of Poboki. P -p 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 I'm not even going to say it. 
I can't even. But you have the Delgona. Um, it, 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 it's, yeah, the, the honeycomb shape is also known as Delgona. So uh, uh, that's, that's the word I'm going to use from now on because it's much easier to say. But um, yeah, unlike uh, the Dalgona, which isn't as well-known and is more Korean, which then gives that the... It gives the show its natural Korean vibes. Like, it makes it Korean. It isn't trying to suck up to a Western audience, I don't think. But red light, green light, all the players are together, and then they lose about half the players once everyone starts panicking after the first person gets shot. And they all start running and running and running, trying to get out. But the smart players are the one that realize there is no getting out of it. And then those ones will move to the second round, which is Dalgona. So Honeycomb... I really can't say that, there's too many P's in it. Um, But they in the round two, the players have to cut out the Dalgona which is the honeycomb shape, and now you'll either get an easy shape, like a triangle, you can get a circle, you can get a star, or you can get an umbrella. And at that point, uh, Sang Wu actually knows what the other, what the game is going to be, but instead lies to his teammates or the people he has, uh, he has sort of got in a team with, and tells them that it's best if they split up. And at that point, Jihun goes and takes the umbrella, not knowing what game they're going to play. And then he has to start by cutting out these shapes. Now, the whole premise of this game is you're given a little needle, and you have to cut out the shape. If you break the shape, you die. You completely uh, remove the shape from within the honeycomb, then you are a winner. Obviously, the easier the shape is, the easier it is to, uh, the more simple the shape is, the easier it is to cut it out. An umbrella is not the easiest, and it's all got to be done within a time limit too. So, Jihun gets the umbrella and really struggles to get it before eventually realizing that he can lick the back of it to start melting the, uh, the sugar and eventually manages to, well, he, he manages to get it open. Uh, to, he manages to cut the shape out, and in doing so, a lot of other people start copying him, and he also saves many lives, including that of Oilnam, who we will get back to later. Now, Isabel, what are your opinions? Uh, what is your opinion on the Honeycomb game? I thought that it was also a good one, an interesting one. Um, very nerve-wracking. Definitely, because it's very precious. Precious is that a word? Pressurizing. It's very pressurizing. Um, however, don't like cheats. And uh, number two one two used a lighter to uh, to to melt the sugar. No, not melt. Yeah, melt the sugar actually. And that pissed me off a little bit. I was like, oh, damn, that's rude. Nobody else gets that kind of chance like she did. So, do you think she's? Do you think she would have won if she hadn't have had that lighter? No, I don't think she would have. Hmm. Damn. Well, yeah. That was my only pet peeve about that. But the thing about Squid Game is you—you got to do anything to survive. That is very true, actually. 
And uh, yeah. So that one is the second round. I'm not going to... I'm going to quickly jump back a few steps as I, I actually forgot to mention the recruiter round, which is... Um, I actually can't I can't say the name. Uh Dijaki Dakshi. Um mm. it's basically a little paper tile and you gotta flip it with another paper tile. It's pretty cool, but that's the one that they use to recruit people uh, and see if they're worthy. Anyway, that doesn't really need much explaining. Back to third round. Third round is internationally recognized, tug of war. So this is literally as simple as it sounds. It is tug of war. You have two different teams, but this time, unlike all the other games, this is not an individual game. This is for the teams. And the losing team falls off the edge of a platform and dies. Nice. And this one is incredibly tense. As the other team, uh, the team that Jihun uh, and friends are pitted up against is a very strong team. And they are very confident in themselves. However, Jihun and Il-Nam come up with a plan. So Il-Nam is the old man player number one. And he comes up with this great idea that they should have an anchor at the back. They should go one on each side. And this is actually uh, the way that you play tug of war. As someone who has played tug of war a lot of times throughout my life, that is exactly how you win tug of war. And as soon as it came up, they were like, how are we going to win? I was like, oh, you got to do this. And then Owen Nam is like, yo, you got to do this. And I'm like, yo, that's how you play tug of war, my man. So... Yeah, shout out to, to Il-Nam for knowing exactly how to play tug-of-war. But things do start to go awry, and they almost lose it as they really struggle with keeping their momentum. However, I believe it was... Uh, well, I actually can't remember who it was. It might have been uh, either Sangwoo or Jihun. But they said to take a step forward, and by taking a step forward, they knocked the other team over, and then they pulled them off the edge. Quick thinking, clever thinking. I like the sound of it. What about you, Isabel? Did you like tug of war? I did like tug of. What did you think of uh, Oil Nam's plan? Yeah, I thought his uh, his plan was very logical, and it's something that I would have thought to do myself. Um. Not having played too much tug of war, um, I played it mm, maybe once or twice, but I was very young, so I didn't really understand the laws of physics, you know. Um, I think that in that situation, I think that you, yeah, you have to have a lot of common sense to be able to do the quick thinking. The the one who decided to step forward, they definitely had the right thinking, and they were very quick with it. It was Sang Wu. It was Sang Wu. And which one's that? Like, I don't know the. He, he's the one with glasses. Oh yeah, yeah. So round four is marbles. So marbles is a game that is apparently quite popular around the world, and I can see why. I mean, there is a there is a French movie, a a bag of a bag full of marbles. I think it is. It's not a happy movie. I'll tell you that much. But it's a good movie. 
Um, so yeah, it, it it is it is a game that people play all over the world. However, in the show, you are split into teams of two, so everyone gets to pick a pair, and everyone believes that the pair they are choosing is going to be their team. However, little did they realize that they were going to be pitted against one another. So, uh, each are given two sets of ten marbles, and one player must obtain all ten marbles. And one of the key uh, elements of Squid Game is that they mustn't use violence in any of the rounds. However, we do see in between the rounds that there is like mini games where they all like shank each other and uh, set up forts and stuff. So <laughs> the the whole premise of we don't use violence is unfair is completely shattered when they turn off the lights and they basically all massacre each other in between some of the rounds. And as we see uh, Ilnam and all the rest of them, they set up their own little fort in the bunk beds, but it's it, 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 it works for them, but not for many of the other people. But marbles. So a lot of different um, teams play a lot of different games a lot of different ways. So uh, Jihun and Ilnam, basically they have... They take marbles, they put a certain number in their hand, and the other person must wager marbles. So, they must wager their own marbles. So, say I have three marbles in my hand. I will, I'll put three marbles in my hand, I'll close it, and I'll get the other person to guess whether it's odd or even. It's a 50-50 chance. So, if they guess right, they get the marbles that are in my hand, which would be three. If they guess wrong, I get however many marbles they wagered. They wager five marbles, I get the five marbles. They wager all ten marbles, they did. But, as we see, there is a lot of different ways it can go. Now, Isabel, do you remember what happens to Ali, uh, to Abdul Ali? He gets played. Sangwoo uh, dupes him. Basically, Sangwoo convinces um, Abdul Ali that they are not uh, going to kill everyone. So if people can't decide within the time limit, they're just going to let them live. And so he comes up with this plan to to tell as many people or something as possible. Can't remember the ins and outs of it. But he tells him that he will look after his marbles. And so, basically, Sangwoo gets Abdul's marbles by uh, trying to convince him or whatever. He he replaces them with rocks, and eventually, Sangwoo hands in his marbles to the to the guy to the uh, pink soldier and says, "Look, I got them without using violence." And uh, well. He gets a bullet in the back of his brain, unfortunately. And the sad thing is, is um, Abdul was the one that saved Jihun in the first round. And it's just a story of betrayal. You want to believe that all of these characters are going to make it out alive, but unfortunately, none of them really do. So, Isabel, for this, 
would you agree that Marbles was probably the most intense game uh, in the entirety of Squid Game? I'd say it was definitely the most intense. However, I do think the most like nerve-wracking was the tug of war. I think the the Marbles game definitely showed the true colors of some people, which really brought out um, which really brought out their character. A lot of them die in that one, don't they? Like Abdul Ali dies. Yeah. The the one that he saved dies. The old man. The old man. Yeah. The old man gets taken to the back and we hear a gunshot. Yes, we hear a gunshot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, wait, a lot of them died. Oh, it was really sad when um number 67 was with her friend. Yes. That was quite a moment. Yeah, Sebayok and uh, the I can't remember the South Korean girl's name, but it was North uh, South and uh, North Korea girl and South Korea girl. That was heart uh, heartbreaking. Mm. What did you think of their um sort of sisterly relationship in that? I think that it really made it worse for when one of them had to go. Um, it really played with our emotions, man. Like that that that's so rude. It's a shame how like. They started talking, shared shared very personal things together, um, and then one of them took the turn for the other, like what any sister would do. I think the way that they it ends as well, like they she keeps she keeps saying, "Oh, we'll go do this together," and then she's like, "Oh, wait, we can't." It's just so sad, and then she basically just sacrifices her life. For um for Sebayok because Sebayok uh, throws her marble and then the other woman she throws it really short purposefully to um well <laughs> so she loses and so Sebayok can live mm. and as we end up seeing in the in the round afterwards uh it doesn't exactly all go to to plan for Sebayok but the next. The next one is indeed the glass stepping stones. So, Isabel, would you like to take us through what the glass stepping stones are? It's where you have a raised, two raised platforms with a bridge of glass panes along, along, along the bridge, like a bridge of glass panes, panes, um, and the left or the right one. May shat- would chatter if you would stand on it. So the the characters would um, be numbered one to sixteen because there were sixteen people. There was sixteen, right? Um, something like yeah, yeah, sixteen. Uh, there was sixteen of them left, and they were all ordered, and they had to cross this bridge in the order that they were uh, the number that they had signed themselves. So if you were at the beginning. You're most likely gonna die because it's a 50-50 chance whether you'll survive or not, um, compared to the last um, player who has uh, the people in front of them trialing the pains for them. Um, and if you if you would land on one of the pains, you'd fall through and like fall to your death. Not very nice. Um, essentially, it's like if you ever played Roblox, like obbies. <laughs> And then you'd have like three paths, 
and you'd have to guess which one uh, would send you to like the other, the new platform. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys did it, but I always used the camera trick so you could see whether or not it was actually the right path. But um, essentially it's that, and that was the game that was watched by, what would you call them? The, the Who are the people that were like watching the game? The VIPs. Yeah, the VIPs watched this game. I thought that was a little bit odd, actually, how they had VIPs watching. Like, I found it odd, odd how everyone was Korean except them. They were, like, foreign. Um, and their outfits and everything. Uh, I don't really see the point in them being there. I think I w- it would have been better if um, they would have just stuck to having the players play the games. Um, the only re- the the only reason they put them there was basically to go alongside the uh, policeman's like storyline, um, which I also thought had a good start, but then it kind of trailed off. Um, I don't really know what went on there, but I would have preferred to just watch the games rather than have like a whole backstory, um, which kind of dragged on a bit. I think. I think that's what I think after episode three. That's when it started going downhill for me, just because of that. All of the unnecessary scenes. No, no. Um, I agree that some of the scenes did feel um, slightly unnecessary at times, but I do think it advanced the plot in uh, well the side plot anyway, which does eventually become more. It 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 moves from being a side plot to the main plot, I think, but. It really was unnecessary at points and really uncomfortable in others. Just the way that the um that that they treated people. Now they did actually get a lot of uh they did actually get a lot of uh criticism for using only Americans uh or mostly Americans for the for the capitalist VIPs who are paying to watch the poor people fight to the death. Now, it is obviously commentary on capitalism versus socialism and the rich versus the poor, but a lot of people don't like the fact that it was Americans who seemed to be targeted. But I do have to say there were other nationalities there too, and after all, when you find out that Oilnam is in fact alive and is the host of the games that's when you realize it's not really targeting americans it's targeting the wealthy instead and again a lot of people thought there was an anti you you got those nut jobs that are out there saying it's anti-american it hates america and obviously they're all wrong but it does have something to say about capitalism the way capitalism treats people but the glass stepping stones as its own uh <laughs> as its own thing is really interesting now apparently it was inspired by games like hopscotch but i i really don't i i can see that in, to an extent but not by very much oh, again the entire thing of squid game is that you're supposed to beat the games so what I thought when I originally watched it, and I've seen this come up a lot afterwards as well, is why didn't they just walk in the middle 
of the two platforms and just balance their legs like put one on one pillar and one on the other and just keep walking along like that would have that would have probably saved all of them and obviously there was a time limit and a lot of people were pushing each other off trying to find the way uh the way home and it did get a lot of people killed again uh two of the main antagonists uh in in squid game (laughs) killed themselves well one (laughs) she killed uh i can't remember her name but she killed uh the the other big dude the uh the, the mob boss and uh she said you know if i i told you i'd kill you if you crossed me sort of thing and jumps off and commits suicide and uh and kills him too that was a really interesting moment something i didn't think i was going to get to see but the end of the glass stepping stones uh we see that there was actually a glass maker and the glass maker decides that he wants to have a look and he's like oh yeah i can tell the difference between tempered glass and normal glass and this is where a bit of squid games lore and rules contradicts itself they want to give everyone in Squid Game a fair chance. However, as soon as they realize that they're using uh, light tricks to see which one is tempered glass and which one is normal glass, they turn the lights down, which is in no way fair and is completely against the premise of uh, of Squid Game in the way that they're trying to keep the games fair. So, a little bit of contradiction there. And... At the end, they eventually do manage to make it down to just three people with uh, Ji-hun, Sang-woo, and Se-bayok. And they all eventually finish with it just in the nick of time. However, at the end of the time, all of the glass explodes. And that does wound a fair few of them, uh, most notably Se-bayok. So in between the last game, uh, this and the last game, Sabark bleeds a lot. And unfortunately, being the squid game, there is no one to help her. And whilst Jihun tries to get a doctor, Sang-woo stabs her with a knife. A knife that they were given in their banquet, in their sort of last feast, if you will. Um, they were they were given a banquet after that thing, and they left the knives on the table. And the knife uh, on the table, they all picked one up. And Jihun said, "You know, I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna sort of kill Sangwoo, but I, I don't really have the guts to do it," sort of thing. And Sebok is saying, you're better than that, you can't kill him. And while Jihun is begging for a doctor, they eventually open up the doors to reveal a coffin. And that's when Jihun realizes that Sangwoo has in fact killed Sebok uh, with the knife. And that leaves just two. And they couldn't kill each other because there would be no one left to play the final squid game. So you then move from that to the, well, the eponymous squid game. And this is apparently a version of tag that was played in South Korea, 
back in the 70s and 80s, and it is played on a squid-like field, which is basically a square with a triangle on top and a circle above that, according to inews.co.uk. Um, two teams go up against one another, a defender and attacker. A player from the offensive team must reach the squid's head at the top and touch it with their foot, but the defensive team will do everything to stop it. A little bit more to it, but as a non-native uh, South Korean, as uh, someone that isn't native to South Korea, I, I honestly couldn't explain the rules to you, as it, it is genuinely confusing. But eventually, uh, it comes down to Sangwoo and Jihoon, and Jihoon does eventually prevail in this game of Squid Game, and Sangwoo does, in the end, sacrifice his life uh, by once realizing he is defeated. Uh, Jihoon says, uh, under sort of clause three of the rules, they can stop the games if they want to, if the majority says. And Sangwoo basically says, look, Jihoon, you're not going to kill me, but I'm not doing this anymore, and just kills himself. So we obviously then see uh, Sangwoo die, and that leaves Jihoon to win. Now, Isabel, I don't know what you thought of the final Squid Game, or indeed just before that, Se Sebaok's death. Did you see Sebaok getting killed by Sangwoo, or and and did you see Sangwoo sacrificing himself in a, an odd way at the end for Jihoon? Honestly, didn't see her getting stabbed coming. I mean, yes, the potential was there. Like I I, I considered that it may happen, but because um four five six player four five six oh player four five six um protective over her. Um, I, I, I thought that was a slimmer chance of it happening, but I was quite shocked when it did. Um, it was quite a sad moment for us all because we did like her as a character. Um, she was sacrificed by the other girl. And, uh, the story with her brother as well, that hit hard and how, um, Player 456 had to, well, she asked him to go look after her brother. Yeah, it was very emotional. And at the end, the the last game, I kind of expected player... So player 218, I, I expected him to kill himself. Um, Like you said, he realized he was defeated. Um, And it's only fair, since considering what he did to player 199, that was, that was karma. <laughs> no, it was not karma, because like he did it to himself. But... I expected that to happen, and I also expected um, player 456 to actually win the game, because he was the main character, and the main character always wins, you know? Yeah. I'm glad that he won as well. He's, he's, he had a, quite a journey. He wasn't necessarily the smartest out of all of them. I'd say that he got there by some luck, some... some um, I think he just played the game how everyone should have. However, actually, actually, that's not true. Um, I was going to say that he, he was definitely, like, one of the purer hearts, but he did bamboozle. No, not bamboozle. He did, uh, he wasn't fair to the old man after looking after him for so long. Although he was at desperate measures. He was at desperate measures. 
And if you were in that situation, the old man's dying anyway. Um, so it would have been better off him winning, but it was still a horrible thing to do. Yeah, I mean, whilst Zhihun was innocent for the most part, yeah, he did exploit uh, the old man's dementia or memory loss. Um, it actually most likely was caused by the brain tumor, and he 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 lied his way to win. Uh, obviously, as I said, the old man was going to die anyway. But it turns out, um, in the end, at after all that, after Zhihun wins, about a year after. Um, he hasn't really spent much money, and uh, I, I can't remember exactly the timing of this, but he gets a he gets a flower from his uh, gangbu, and it, it you know it just says you know from your gangbu, which is someone that they agree to share marbles with, um, sort of in South Korea in their little little uh, thing. And they they made an agreement during Marbles before he realized that he had to uh, kill the old man. But it turns out the old man was the orchestrator. He was the perpetrator. He was the one that organized the games. And because he was so rich, he just, you know, he had to do something with the money. He got bored with spending his money all the time. So what a better way to do it than make uh, people fight to the death. And so it gets revealed right at the end uh you know that the old man didn't die and the old man let Zhihun win that game because he could see something in him and you know Zhihun uses his money not only to pay off uh Sangwoo's uh debts well not Sangwoo's debts but the debts he owed Sangwoo and he gave that money to his mother he then also adopted well not a he he sort of adopted uh, Sebaok's uh, brother, and uh, Sangwoo's mother would look after Sebaok's brother. And then Jihun was going to go to America to see his family. However, he decides to get off the plane after see. Uh, well, he decides not to get on the plane after seeing someone playing the uh, little paper square game. Uh, I'm not going to try say it again. But they play that game, and you know he he decides to give the number a call on the card that he steals from the guy, and uh, yeah, and uh, a little bit before that as well. I'm getting the timings mixed up. I, I apologize, but he then sort of starts talking to the old man on his deathbed, and they bet sort of life and death, all that sort of stuff, on whether this old man, this homeless man in the cold is going to get saved by someone by before midnight. And the question was, do you do you trust humans? Do you, do you do you think humans are kind enough? And thankfully the answer was yes. Um a woman sees him and seemingly leaves him. It turns out she went and got the cops and they they took him in and they, they saved him from dying of hype uh, of hypothermia and that it was it was a truly beautiful moment and then after that the old man realizes he's lost in a, in a sense and does eventually die so at the end of the day most of the characters that we've seen in series one of squid game are already dead so if there is going to be a series two of squid game i wonder how many characters are going to well <laughs> 
return and i i doubt there's many that can return since the most de- mostly dead and honestly i have no idea what uh, season two of squid game might even entail it's about what are your thoughts i think it's going to be a real debate because if he goes and plays squid game again he can warn the other players and will they believe him or not mm, good question um and also will he at the same time trying to obey the rules of the game but on a sideline get a group together to actually overthrow and save all these people and stop squid games that would be very interesting to see how he would overcome that they'd probably do different games right that's what i'm thinking i'm thinking he's gonna go in there expecting it to be all the same but it's gonna be different games you're gonna have to play yeah whilst taking down the establishment from the inside you know what would take a real turn is if he ends up becoming the game owner game 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 master that would that would that would be interesting yeah i i I really i can see that happening actually Mm. but i just i don't know how that would work but as you say that's something i'd really like to see happen because that would create so many different moral dilemmas have to see yeah so (laughs) that sort of uh brings us to the end so just as a closing sort of uh, argument what would you say is the uh what what would you say your overall opinion is of squid game as well i think i did convey that a little bit earlier on how the first three episodes were amazing i loved them i was i was all in i was looking forward to the rest being very similar um i did think after those those three games those three episodes it did go downhill just because i didn't myself quite like the side story um because i thought it was unnecessary but i think they had to add some sort of extra drama into it i think that it also does have a lead onto the the if there will be a next season uh for example the is it his is his brother isn't it the cop that gets the cop that gets thrown like a uh, shot and falls off the um cliff. Yeah. I wonder if he isn't really dead, and somehow he ends up becoming the the one, the main. Oh, what was what was he called? Like the the main game, like the the guy with like the mask with the black mask. Yeah, he was like the game master. I can't I can't remember his actual name but he was like the the game the game master he yeah that that was his that was the cop's brother yeah the game master i wonder if um the cop's brother will come like a will will overthrow him or like maybe maybe um player four five six will will um player four five six and the cop will like join paths and have like a little thing between them um Maybe maybe the cop decides that he needs to take over for his brother or something, or something happens between them, and then uh, player 456 is like, no, no, we need to save these people. But he's like, no, my brother, you know, I don't know. Um, there's like a fight that goes down with them, I don't know. Um, I think there's always going to be two sides of people, and then maybe there's just going to be like one giant fight in the end. 
and then whoever wins wins and then they well i think that squid game was certainly as you say i honestly think the first two episodes kind of lost me as i just thought that the whole outside life just wasn't that interesting to me i wanted to get to the games but it it did in the end prove to be a real treat and yes the side plot was somewhat unnecessary yes it was somewhat boring but it, it was used as a plot device to drag out the story but it didn't overcompensate i don't think i don't think it went on for too long i think it went on for just the right amount of time whether it was in, indeed boring or not it 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 wasn't done for too long and it did it did reach its conclusion it wasn't left on a major cliffhanger although it was left on uh, a little mini cliffhanger as was most of the story but it did have a nice satisfying resolution um for the most part and the current scores on uh on rotten tomatoes and metacritic i don't think really do it justice and Korean dramas are definitely something Netflix will invest in in the future. I am uh, I'm sure of it. There are other Korean dramas out there, such as Extracurricular, which is something that if you haven't seen uh, any of the other Korean dramas out there, Extracurricular is a really good watch. A uh, really interesting, really compelling story. And honestly, I would go uh, one further and say it's better than Squid Game. But you'd have to watch that and make your own mind up and maybe if uh, anyone else watches it over here at the entertaining minds of complicated people then we might even do an episode on extracurricular for those who want to know a little bit more that does indeed conclude today's episode so if you would like to see more of us you can go you can go find us over on twitter and instagram at minds of people pc we also have a website which we will link in the description of today's episode where we cite all of our sources and if you also don't know what to watch you should also head over there and check out some of our recommended we also have a discord server which again is linked in the description and over on the Discord server, we have a happy, friendly, welcoming community. And we would love to see you over there where you can chat to us and maybe even, uh, you know, we have a question of the week. You can engage with that. We have uh, a bunch of people over on the server, so we would love to see you over there. And not only that, but we also have a YouTube channel, which is the same name as the podcast. If you'd like to go over there, or if you're not already, subscribe, like a couple of our videos. It really does help us. And hit the notification icon to be notified every time we drop a brand new episode. Same with Spotify. If you're over on Spotify, hit the notification icon. And you will also be notified every time we drop an episode over there. So that is really it from us over here. And so, uh, yeah, just before we go, I'd like to thank uh, Isabel for joining me today. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. As always, it has been a pleasure. <laughs> and also, we'd like to thank you guys at home for watching. And honestly, this podcast wouldn't be here without your support. So thank you to all of our listeners, all of our viewers, and we hope to continue making this podcast for as long as we can. So thank you everyone for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. 
Adiós, amigos.